Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. You know, I, I think it's always one of, the, one of the great challenges in this league. I've always said it is it's not the one game. It's the multiple games in this league. That's always the challenge, you know, and it's, it, it's obviously a challenge at every I'm mean, not in every league because a lot of times you, do, you don't have these type of games in every single league where you're consecutive weeks playing, you know, top seven opponents. Uh, and that's one of the great challenges in this league, and it's one of the fun parts about being. That's why that's why you want to be a part of the SEC because you get right. We were the the top. We were the biggest game in the country last week, in turn, and we're the biggest game in the country this week. And that's what makes you want to play at Florida and and, and be a Gator, so you can play in the biggest games every in the country every single week. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing the top 10 matchup in Death Valley this weekend between the Gators and the LSU Tigers. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we plan to have a crossover episode with Matt from the Locked on LSU podcast, but we had to push back to Friday, so we'll bring you that episode tomorrow to give you some perspective on the Tigers. So on today's show, we're going to give you what we normally do on Friday, which is our five keys to the game in the first segment. In the second segment, I'll bring you some comments from the Florida players and coaches this week about this matchup. And in the third segment, I'll give my SEC power rankings ahead of week seven and make my prediction for the Florida LSU game. But let's start with our keys to the game. And number one, especially in a matchup like this, is winning the turnover battle. That was one of our keys to the game last week. And it once again makes the list for this matchup, especially when you look at how the Gators have struggled in this area. In Florida's last two SEC home games, Trask has had several turnovers and shown that he's got some issues with ball security in the pocket. That is something that's been addressed in practice this week, I'm sure. But going to Death Valley against that LSU defense, Florida in no way, shape, or form can afford to turn over the ball the way that they did against Auburn and Tennessee. Now, they were able to get away with it in the swamp with their defense playing lights out, but if they find themselves in the same predicament on Saturday, I think the Tigers could take advantage. And then on the other side of the ball, you need to get turnovers if you're this Gators defense. Florida leads the country in several categories, including interceptions. They've got 12 picks on the year, and they're also first in the country with 19 turnovers, and they are going to need some to get a win on Saturday. Florida forced four against the Auburn Tigers, and that helped them overcome the four that they had on the offensive side of the ball. And defensive coordinator Todd Grantham's goal in every game is for his unit to come out on the plus one side of the turnover. So if LSU is able to force Florida into a turnover, then Grantham wants his unit to go and get two. If LSU gets two turnovers, then he wants them to get three and so on. And I think that that's going to have to be the case on Saturday. Florida cannot lose the turnover battle if they're going to get a win. Our second key to the game will be getting a fast start. This is an 8 p.m. game on ESPN prime time. So you know that Death Valley is going to be sold out that crowd is going to be rocking, and it is going to be an intimidating atmosphere, especially if LSU is able to come out and get a first-quarter lead and get that crowd rocking, and Florida has to battle back from an early deficit. The last three games, we've seen Kyle Trask and this offense score on their opening drive every single time, and they have to have that same type of success against the Tigers. And that's not to say that Florida can't play from behind. They show that they can battle back from being down and find a way to get a win, but trying to do that at night in Death Valley is going to be really tough. And on the flip side, if Florida is able to get a fast start and build an early lead, 
that's going to put the pressure on LSU, who's blown out almost everybody they played. They haven't really been battle-tested and faced the type of adversity that Florida has this season. So if the Gators can score first and get momentum on their side, that's going to help them get the W. Our third key to the game for the Gators will be them being able to handle sudden change. Now, we've seen them on several occasions this year be able to do that. Felipe Franks going down with the injury. Kyle Trask going down with the injury. Some of the other moments that have happened in the game where momentum shifts to the other team or where Florida has a bad offensive or defensive series and has to respond. And countless times, we've seen this team handle sudden change. But if and when they face it on Saturday, it's going to be a different deal in Death Valley. If Florida has some bad spots in the game where their drives end in turnovers or they give up a big play to LSU and all the momentum goes toward the Tigers, how is this Florida football team going to handle it on the road? We've seen that they can handle it in the swamp. We've seen that they could handle it in a neutral side game against Miami. How are they going to handle it against the Tigers? That's one of the keys to the game for me. The fourth key to the game will be getting sacks and hits on LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. He has been really impressive throwing the ball so far this year. He leads the SEC in total offense at 385.2 yards per game. He also leads the league in passing yards per game at 372 and passing yards for the season at 1,864. And he's completing 78% of his passes with 22 touchdowns. And he's been able to do all that by not facing a lot of pressure. LSU's offensive line has done a great job protecting him, but they also haven't faced a front seven like Florida's going to bring to the table on Saturday. Florida's defensive ends and tackles and linebackers are going to be the toughest test for the Tigers yet, and they must get in the backfield early and often to get pressure on Burrow. Yes, you want to bring him down with sacks, and I think Florida will be able to get a few in this game but just affecting the quarterback, either having some quarterback hurries or rushing him on throws, or if you can hit him and get him on the ground, those are all ways to affect his rhythm in the passing game and challenge him in a way that he hasn't been this season. Jonathan Grenard, Jeremiah Moon, and those other players in Florida's front seven need to make sure that they apply as much pressure as they can on Joe Burrow. And our final key to the game will be the secondary play. And not just from Florida but also from LSU because this is the battle each and every year that these two teams have for the title of who is DBU. Now, we didn't talk about it on the show yesterday with Ahmad Black because I, I think he probably doesn't feel like there's much of a discussion, but going into this game, you have that high-powered LSU passing offense going up against this Florida secondary. C.J. Henderson is back, and Florida has shored up its safety position with Sean Davis in the starting lineup. And now these defensive backs get their opportunity to go out and show what they can do against the SEC's best quarterback statistically and all those talented receivers that he has. I'm really interested to see some of the coverage schemes that Grantham puts out there. Florida played a lot of zone against Auburn and had their cornerbacks off the ball. I think in this matchup, you're likely to see more press man from the Gators. And Todd Grantham is going to do everything that he can to disguise his coverages and throw some exotic packages out there to try and confuse Joe Burrow. And then on the other side, you got LSU's DBs, Grant Delpit, Derek Stingley Jr., some really talented players going up against the best wide receiver group that we've seen from Florida in a decade. And now they have a quarterback in Kyle Trask who's really been, and they have a quarterback in Kyle Trask who's doing a phenomenal job delivering them the ball. But the competition is going to step up this weekend against the Tigers. 
those throwing windows will be a lot harder for Trask to fit the ball into. But if he and his receivers can have success against LSU's defensive backs, that's only going to strengthen the Gators' case that they are, in fact, the real DBU. When we come back from this first break, we'll get some comments from the Florida players and coaches about this top 10 matchup. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. The LSU Tigers have not held back this week talking about the rivalry. Several players have come out in the media and voiced their dislike for the Gators, including quarterback Joe Burrow. Here were some of those comments this week. I don't like them very much. I know they don't like us very much. And that's kind of been the talk around here. But um, you just kind of have to keep your emotions in check in a game like this. You don't. You don't. It's not even going to sugarcoat it. It's just something that, you know what I'm saying, just goes around with the history of the programs. Obviously, two great teams. that just It's just bad blood colliding, very passionate programs. And it's going to be something that, that's going to be expo- exposed Saturday night. Not at all. Not at all. I wouldn't. I mean, even if Florida's playing a, a, a Big Ten score or something, I, 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 don't, I don't care much for it. Like after last year, after last year's game, I mean, um, I, I forgot that quarterback's name, their starting quarterback or whatever, I don't know his name, but I mean, he was running around accelerating on the field like he won the Super Bowl. And so um, I don't know if he's playing this week. Hopefully he does. But I mean, I'm looking forward to getting after him. All right, we're going, we going after him. I mean, we definitely, you know, we, we want to win this game. You know, they we need revenge. I mean, they beat us last year and then Joe threw a pick the last the last play. So, I mean, we going out for them. I mean, we definitely don't like them. They don't like us. We know that. They say they're DBU. We say we DBU. So, I mean, we definitely going to uh, go for their heads this, this game. And um, Texas came in and said they were DBU. And, um, you know, we showed them that, you know, we're the only DBU there is. And, um, you know, our receiver core definitely was talking about it. It was like, you know, they're not DBU. And we go show them they're not DBU. And um, that's what we did. I mean, we... We're only going to embarrass uh, the only defense, and we only going to have our defense looking good. Those were the comments from LSU players this week on the rivalry game, and those certainly sound like fighting words. But hearing from the Florida players this week, they are not feeding into the trash talk. They are not going back and forth with the Tigers in the media. They want to go out there on Saturday and let their play do the talking. Here's what defensive tackle Kyrie Campbell, wide receiver Tyree Cleveland, and offensive lineman Nick Buchanan had to say in response to those comments from the Tigers. Is there a lot of talk in there about who's the real DBU? We're the real DBU. <laughs> but is there a lot of talk about it? No, because we know it. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you so confident? You watched the game on Saturday? I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can a win against LSU as a two-touchdown underdog prove? I'm not going to prove anything. I mean, we're still going to get doubted. Um, I mean, we look forward to it. It's a respect thing. I mean, I feel like bunch of people don't respect us so we're gonna get the respect we just don't talk about it yeah it, it ranked, it's ranked up high you know LSU and um, Florida is ranked high you know it was just a lot of the talk on social media back and forth and when we got to the game you know there's a lot of emotions just filled up you know we got a little pre-game fight with them so it was just you know two teams that don't like each other so um, you know Respect for them. They're a great organization uh, great team over there but at the end of the day we, we, we want to get a W. Did you see any of their comments last night? from the LSU quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those? The way to Saturday. You know, um, he got to get on the field. Saturday night, we're going to get on the field. And um, at the end of the game, we're going to see who, who's talking last. 
probably in terms of in terms of intensity, in terms of like evenness, that's probably been the most like even rivalry that I've experienced since I've been here. You know, a lot of the other games have been lopsided either in our favor or not. But you know, I feel as though all the games that since I've been a part of this team against LSU have been come down to a couple of plays in the fourth quarter. So I'd say so. Do you feel that that bad blood exists on your side as well? Um, I wouldn't say bad blood. Like I said, you know, it's like good competition because, like I said before, it's probably been the most even of the rivalry games that we have since I've been a part of Florida. So, you know, it's like more good, healthy competition than anything I'd say. And you can hear from those comments right there that the Florida players are going about this a little bit differently than the LSU Tigers. But I like their approach. I think that some of the players, they're not trying to engage in any trash talk before the game. They're showing LSU their respect, but I definitely don't think that they lack confidence coming into this game. They've just seen the way that this rivalry has blown up the last couple of years, and so much has played out in the media that this year I think they're trying to keep the focus on football. And that was Dan Mullen's focus when he met with the media this week. Here's what the second-year Florida coach had to say about this matchup, LSU quarterback Joe Burrow, and what it's going to take for the Gators to get a win in Death Valley on Saturday. Uh, you know, I mean, he's uh, he, he'd be the best quarterback, obviously, we've seen so far this year. I mean, he can make all the throws. Uh, he's got experience. He's been out there on the field, uh, you know. So, I mean, the playing in big games, that's that's not new for him. He's played in a bunch of big games. And, I, I mean, and he's got great skill players around him. And, you know, you can see his trust in those guys to go make plays out there. And then I think, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's deceptively, he's really athletic. And so he can extend plays and he can make plays happen in the run game. If, if you're going to give it to him, he'll take it. Uh, so it'd be the best quarterback, uh, obviously, we've, we've faced so far this year. And it'd be a great challenge for our defense. Both these schools claim to be DBU. Can you make a case for Florida being the real DBU? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Go look at the board of all the players that have come here, all the players that have had success here and gone on to the NFL. And, um, and it, you know, it's not just over the last five to ten years. It goes back and back and back of great defensive backs that have played here. And, uh, you know, we have some pretty good DPs this year and uh, that, have, that are continuing that tradition. We have some good young guys that we expect to continue the tradition in the future. And there's a lot of players out there in America that want to come be part of that here and continue that tradition in the secondary. We also heard from defensive coordinator Todd Grantham this week about the Tigers and the challenge that their offense presents. Here's what he had to say about quarterback Joe Burrow and what his unit is doing to prepare for him. Yeah, I think I think their offense as a whole is executing well, meaning that um, the, the line's doing a good job in protection. Um, he feels pretty clean in the pocket. Um, he got some really talented receivers that can make plays. Uh, he's a very competitive guy, understands where to throw the ball, does a really good job of staying in the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield on his target, and he can go to the second and third progression, uh, which you know makes it a challenge when a quarterback can do that. When we come back from this last break, I'll give you my score prediction for the Florida LSU game, as well as my SEC power rankings ahead of week seven. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into the show, and it's prediction time for this top 10 matchup in Death Valley. And I have to admit that during the summer and the early parts of the season, I always had this pegged as a loss for the Gators. I thought going on the road to Baton Rouge, likely for a night game against a Tigers team that looked really good to start the season, got a big win over Texas, going up against a Gators team that had some early season struggles and question marks that were concerning. But a lot of doubts that I had about the Gators in this matchup were erased with their win over Auburn on Saturday. 
The way that Florida was able to shut down Auburn defensively and totally throw Bonix off his game really impressed me. And then what was even more impressive was the offense making the big plays that it needed to win the game, but also overcoming the turnovers that it had and the sudden change situations such as Kyle Trask going down with this injury. And I can't take anything away from the Tigers and their start to the season. They've played phenomenally. They've blown out almost every team that they've played. But even with that win over Texas, I still don't feel like they have faced an opponent like they're going to see on Saturday. This defense that Todd Grantham is bringing to Death Valley will be looking for blood. They're trying to make a statement that they're the best unit in the country. And if they can go in there and shut down Burrow and company the way that they've shut down some other offenses this season, that is going to send a message to the rest of the nation. Moving over to the other side of the ball, with the game plan that Mullen and his staff were able to execute against the Tigers, it shows me that they've figured out a way to coach and scheme around their deficiencies so that they can still have production on offense. And I think that on Saturday in Death Valley, they'll have just enough to get a win. Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham have gotten the best of Ed Orgeron the last two years. First, it was 2017 in Starkville when they blew the Tigers out. And then last year, they get the big win in the Swamp. And I think that they make it three in a row on Saturday with a 20-17 to win over the Tigers. Now, Florida and LSU isn't the only big game going on this weekend. You got Oklahoma versus Texas and the Red River rivalry. I like the Sooners in that game. And you also have Florida State traveling to Clemson, trying to get an upset over the number two Tigers. But I certainly don't expect that to happen. I think the Tigers are going to roll in that game. Now let's give my SEC power rankings ahead of week seven. Number one, still at the top, is the Alabama Crimson Tide. They had a bye last weekend. And on Saturday, they traveled to Texas A&M to take on Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Number two is the Georgia Bulldogs. They got a win in their rivalry game last Saturday against the Tennessee Volunteers, 43-14. to Although in that first half, the Vols kept it kind of close and they were competitive against the Bulldogs. But in the second half, they pulled away. And on Saturday, they'll be at home against South Carolina. And the number three spot is still the LSU Tigers. They got a 42-6 win over Utah State last Saturday. And now they host the Florida Gators for a primetime matchup. College game day will be in town. And it's a chance for the Gators to move up another spot in my SEC Power Rankings after last week. They move from 5-4 to four with a win over Auburn, and now they are one of only four undefeated teams in the SEC. Auburn drops down to number 5 after their 11-point loss, and the Tigers will have a bye this weekend. I have Texas A&M at number 6. They also had a bye last week to get ready for their big test against the Crimson Tide. Number 7 is the Missouri Tigers. They got a 42-10 win over Troy last Saturday. And this weekend, they are at home against the Ole Miss Rebels. And I like Mizzou in that game. At number 8, the South Carolina Gamecocks. They also had a bye last week. A lot of SEC teams had byes last week. Uh, the Gamecocks took some time off to get ready for their road trip to Athens. Will Muschamp trying to get a win over his former college teammate at UGA. Number nine, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, another SEC team that was off last week. They'll hit the road on Saturday to take on the Tennessee Volunteers, and that should be a win for the Bulldogs. At number 10, the Kentucky Wildcats. They were also off last week, and now they're back at home on Saturday against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Number 11 is the Ole Miss Rebels. They got a 31-6 win over Vanderbilt last weekend, and they try to make it two in a row this Saturday at Missouri. And Vanderbilt, they're still at my number 12 spot after their loss to the Rebels. Still just one win on the year for Derek Mason's team, but they should be able to get number two on Saturday against UNLV. Number 13, 
the Tennessee Volunteers after their 43-14 loss to Georgia. And again, give them credit in the first half for competing and not getting completely blown out. But the Volunteers need to get a win at home this weekend against Mississippi State. I like the Bulldogs in that game, but this is an important matchup for Jeremy Pruitt. And number 14, still at the bottom of the SEC, is the Arkansas Razorbacks. They were off last week, and they'll hit the road on Saturday to take on Kentucky. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we gave you our five keys to the game for Florida LSU. In the second segment, we brought you some comments from Florida players and coaches about this game. And in the third segment, I made my prediction for Saturday and gave my SEC power rankings for Week 7. On tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by Matt from the Locked on LSU podcast to get some perspective on the Tigers. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators. Your team every day.